Good afternoon, aviators. This is your podcast. I'm joking. I'm joking. You, you opened the last one with that. Yeah, no, no, we're not. I'm not redoing Sorry, it again. No, restart There's no way. Restart. No, we're fine. The we're fuck? going. Okay. I, I just did it. I'll do it in the edit. I'll get it in the edit. Okay. Dude, you need to have the microphone up. Okay. Yes. It, remember, wait, it's a new year. New year, new microphone. Okay. Welcome, one and all. It's great to have you on the, today's podcast, which uh, is Wade and Dave rank the movies. Yes. And the much anticipated... This uh, undecided. It took me a long time to decide undecided. my list for this day. I'm not too sure about you. Well, but well I lo- we we both are keen mad sports fans. You obviously like, don't like some of my sports. Some sports you do. I don't really like. So it's gonna be really interesting. I'm really excited to see. Be- before we go anywhere else, what do you have? But wait, I mean, it's it, this is our January podcast. Yeah. So first of January, I drop them uh, every month. Uh, bless you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> sorry, we're also joined by my little daughter, yes, Ivy, first special on, guest on the on the podcast. She probably has better things to say than I do about yeah. movies. <laughs> but you watch a lot of the movies with her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Well, first, sorry, first things first to our, our listeners. Well, ha- happy New Year! It's yeah. it's it's January twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three, and there isn't that much talk about COVID. <laughs> But who know. who really knows anymore? I, I that, that big word COVID. We're like, ah, not even a big word. But yeah, it's just always scary. It was never real in the first place, according to some people. So oh, well. I don't know. But this isn't the COVID podcast. Uh, weird. Uh, I, I I don't really care to be honest about COVID yeah. anymore. You know, if I get vaccinated again, we'll see. And why are we still talking about this? Yeah. You know, there's Ivy. She she knows the score. Ivy's now uh, got. Better producing credits than you in this weird. Uh, so yeah, January right top five movies. This is episode mm-hmm. four. We're finally on episode four uh, after the incredible Christmas uh, episode that ended so strongly with my number one Christmas movie being Rocky Four. I think that's what started the ball the ball rolling mm-hmm. for the uh, the the January sports movie. But did we not say what well, is the World Cup not? Let's not lie. We're recording this before Christmas, guys. Uh, a, a decent amount before Christmas. But was it not something like the World Cup was final was in January, but it's in December? Is it's it in December? Yeah. Oh so God, we got it wrong. The World Cup actually <laughs> kicks off in a few weeks. Uh, so it's, but it's it's just like the first time I don't think anybody was ever excited for the World Cup. Um, mainly because it's a Christmas. It's a summer thing. It will always be a summer thing. But again, let's not get. I don't know. Well, it might, it might come up in, in one of your top five. It might have some form of uh, sports uh, sport ball movie revolving around the World Cup. I don't even know if there is one. And uh, Super Bowl's coming up. In Ch- I don't know. All I do know is, and this is a wee shout out uh, to Sarah, who said she wouldn't listen to this episode. So, okay, you know, if you are listening to, thanks. Thanks for actually being a real fan. Uh, everyone else, you know who you are. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, not not my wife. My wife hasn't even listened to the podcast. Well, she's listened to one episode so far. No, but she did like uh, the very first uh, Wade versus Dave top five face off. She did like mine <laughs> more than yours, and uh, I did win that, so I did. But uh, if like if Ivy needs to go for a wee dander, you can put that down, and I can keep talking. So no, it's it's all she's good. She's doing well. She's doing, doing well, good. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember who odd numbers. You go first, and even numbers, I go first, isn't it? Yeah, I have a feeling I went first last time. Yeah, because sure. you're you're odd. Movies. You're odd. That's all right. That's yeah, all right. Yes, because sure. we ended so strongly on Rocky Four, the greatest Christmas <laughs> movie ever. I mean, I, some people are still in shock at it. So, 
So uh, when doing this, it was a tough one. I tried to do one per sport. You know, it's like the goatee yeah. insert sport, like hockey movie or something like that. Hockey yeah. didn't make the list, and I do like me ice hockey. So mm, we'll see. See how it goes. Uh, I know you had trouble narrowing it down to five. Yeah, this is this one I was sitting there and I was making my list and I think I got up to about 30 different sports movies and I was like, come on. Wait. Did you watch all 30? No, like no, no, I did not. I did not. Got um, for some of them. Yeah, but my top five, I definitely did watch them because I just wanted to make sure. And my fifth choice definitely changed about a billion times in the last week. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a few. I wasn't, you know, I find sports movies, a lot of them are kind of similar, but uh, I actually tried to pick a few different ones here. Let's see how it goes. Like my first one. Uh, well, my fifth one. I suppose the first one off the list. We might as well get cracked on unless you want to. Nope. You know, nope. I don't know. Do we have any sponsorship deals or anything? I remember uh, the last one we were talking about, will people buy us microphones? And we just went and bought ourselves microphones. Yeah, hopefully you guys are really enjoying the quality sound. Maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, I'm trying to learn Adobe Audition here. And, uh, you know, I'm watching the bars go, so it is recording. Uh, uh, um, yeah, um, who knows? Cool. Uh, it can only, well, it can only be better than that first time where we recorded in my back room and you just heard the echo off your iPad. So fingers crossed this is better. But anyway, enough uh, technical nonsense. People are here for the movie reviews they and are. the movie rankings with. And I'm going to kick us off with number five in my sports movie which is around baseball, American cricket, as I like to call it. I don't know too much about baseball other than you can hit it with a stick. The ball, mm -hmm. is the ball a baseball? Like a base, uh, and then they run around bases. Yeah. Is it like, is it called ball where there's bases? I don't know. <laughs> don't like great mysteries. Uh, but uh, the Americans love their baseball and the Americans uh, make a lot of movies. And Ivy, you like the baseball as well, don't you? Wow, yes, she does. And my number five is Moneyball, a baseball movie about a general manager trying to get the best out of his team using the uh, system of statistics <laughs> to pick a great team. Yeah, that's Jonah Hill, isn't it? Jonah Hill, yes. Yeah. And I have a fun fact a about movie. that. You know, Wade, and the, the ladies and gentlemen listening know that the Cleveland Browns are my favorite American sports team. And the Jonah Hill character is based off a few different ones, but largely a man called Paul Depodesta. Oh, 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 look, Ivy's loving it. She had her hands over her ears when I said Browns, but whenever I said Paul Depodesta, she changed her mind because she knew stats don't lie. And he's a stat man that ended up at Cleveland. And he was the sort of guy in that 2016, 17, 18 era where, you know, getting all the picks and things like that. So Moneyball's based on a real story. Uh, Jonah Hill's the stat man that Brad Pitt, who is the main GM, he goes, finds digs out of some random office somewhere. He's like, look, you need to get Chris Pratt, who's in it, strangely enough, in a really small part. He, he needs to play first base now because his numbers are amazing for first base. But they've been playing him at uh, near said wide receiver, but like in the outfield. I, that's how much I know about baseball. All I know is that, is it Abbott and Costello? Who's on first? What's on second? Now that, that is a sketch and a half. So Moneyball, he gets all the, the guys, a wee kind of small league. It's like if the Duns uh, were Moneyball on it and trying to go up and win the, uh, what, the 
the Club World Cup or something like that, you know. But really, they're trying to break into the top tier division. I don't know. Don't know much about you know soccer, football in general. Um, but the Glens won today, so we're happy about that. Um, but have you, you've seen Moneyball? Yeah, I have you? Yeah, no, I was really impressed with it. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's a different type of sports movie because obviously, uh, I think when people think about sports movies, they always are like, oh. We're gonna watch. It's gonna be all about the sport, but actually, I think what makes a really good sports movie isn't just the sport. It's kind of like the background story, and I think yeah, off-field action yeah, as well. Yeah. Really good. And like Brad Pitt, it, it's kind of his era when he was just producing loads of stuff and acting in loads of things. I think he was Oscar hunting at that stage as well. He finally got it. Anyway, I don't know if he had one before, but he definitely has an Oscar now. He didn't win it for Moneyball, but there's a load of like little kind of interesting things just the the whole sort of behind the scenes operating uh system of of american sports because when you get into some things like uh, the nfl which which we follow and uh they're, they're just a mass business like they're billion dollar businesses and stuff like that baseball i'm trying to learn a bit more like i said where they're hunting down you know, players and there's minor leagues, triple A's, single A's, and I, I don't really know too much. But the movie, a movie about something I don't know anything about that managed to keep my interest must be pretty good. And like that was Moneyball. It was just really interesting how that sport and that business model works. It's a good choice. It is a good. Is it on your list, Wade? It was on my big list. Oh, yeah. it made your top thirty or <laughs> the top one hundred sports yeah. movies. So going into my into my list, um, so my my top my fifth one changed, like I said, right right at the last second. So my fifth choice movie is none other. It is an American football movie. Oh my goodness! It is with no surprise, surprise, um, and it is The Blind Side. Oh, I know The Blind so Side. Sandra Bullock. Um, America's sweetheart, uh, and then Tim McGraw, country country western singer Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw. is also in it as da. Is that who that yeah, is? I oh, can, wow. Do you know what I I watched that years ago? I didn't even realize. It. Even though I'm a big country and western as fa- uh, uh, fan of country and western, I'm almost struggling at words out here. Um, so so Tim McGraw's in it. Yeah, I know Tim McGraw from the uh, Taylor Swift song. It's I think it's also called Tim McGraw. But the Blind Side, if I remember. I, I, I think that's Highway to Incur. You're thinking of Taylor Swift. Is it? And Tim McGraw, I think it is, yeah. No, no, but does she not have a song about going out on Tim McGraw? I don't know. I don't know. Only the, that's in the like, first sort of two, three. The, the early seasons, or early seasons, the early albums of Taylor Swift were top-tier Taylor Swift. Well, enough Taylor Swift with. Yeah, we're, we're not here to talk about musicians, even though our new album is terrible. But anyway, well, it's not so new. It's not new yet. Back, uh, new at time of recording. <laughs> that's that's the terminology, isn't it? Back to the blind side. Um, so the movie that didn't make it. So this is going to be how, how intense it is. Any given Sunday did not make my list. One at a time. Yeah, do, do you know what it was? I love like the spe- Albertine speech. Everybody knows it. Bad Many Gino. sports teams probably p- plays it. They play it every time. They say it. They quote it. It's just a powerful speech, but. The Blind Side made it because of the story in the background. You know, Michael Orr, basically an orphan kid. His mum didn't want him. His based on a true story. But yeah, the, uh, but it, nobody wanted him, you know. And they uh, he only got into school because he was a big guy and he could pl- seem to play some sort of sports. Um, 
and then just going from that, he's he's like walking around, and Sandra Bullock's driving around with a kid, and his, his son SJ befriends Michael, um, which is really beautiful, um, and then they then adopt him. So he then starts off really bad at American football, but Sandra Bullock then steps in and helps him out and. Um, the point the point in the movie where it kind of breaks my heart every time I watch it is whenever he goes, "Is this is this mine?" And he, she was like, "Have you never had, have you, have oh, you never, the, the bedroom? Yeah, have you never had a bedroom? No, I've never had a bed." <laughs> and you're like, "What? It's it's crazy like uh, that there." But the story of just him overcoming his background and even though he kept wanting to go back to his background, even though he knew it wasn't good, he knew his mom wasn't good to him, um. But then it moves on and it gets a bit messed up towards the end when the, then the family are being investigated because he then signs for the school that he wants to go to, Old Miss, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that because that was their their family school or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And the tutor they, they hired for Michael was from Old Miss. Everything was from Old Miss, you know. Um, But then they didn't even realize, oh, maybe we should ask. And then Michael at the end goes back after storming away out of the investigator. For, um, who's investigating the family for doing boosting um, for schools they, he comes back and goes you're asking all these families why did my family was but you never asked me why I want to go to Ole Miss and it's because my family go there and I was just like oh, right in the fields and the movie <laughs> itself isn't that much about American football but it's yeah. more about him story, over, yeah. yeah and I think for me you're going to see kind of a pattern in all the movies I've kind of picked the I'm big sentimental I'm emotional you're going to pick the same movie five times then <laughs> is that what it is right. no no I, I also my top five are all very different sports movies like we were talking before you could easily do a top five American football movie, Easy. but I've tried to narrow it down to um, not not being all all American football yeah. or all basketball. Yeah, I tried one for sport. I do have an American football on it. I wasn't the blind side, but I do like it. I remember watching it. I think I watched it one time, and uh, I'm a bit of a crier when it comes to movies with. But it was like a youth event, or it was like it was something where there's a load of people, and I was trying to you know hold back the tears so i could still be like so i could still keep it together but uh i remember it, it won sandra bullock her oscar and no one could be more happy about it than like everyone on the planet because sandra bullock just seems to be like just such a nice person she just seems like good crack as well uh, and then finally got the oscar for it and uh i'll uh mike michael orr went went to two super bowls you know that? Yeah, there's a wee bit of extra things that I know about him. He was drafted by the Ravens. Can't yeah, remember when I he was drafted. One, yeah. Got a ring with the Ravens, and then he... This is... Ah, this will tie me into how I got into American football, actually, was uh, the year the Carolina Panthers were amazing. Remember, we went 15-1 and with Cam Newton. Super Bowl 50. He was there in Super Bowl 50. He got a false start in Super Bowl 50. I remember that. Because that was the year we first did... I think you're in Australia at the time, and yeah. you finished second in the league. Yeah, it's yeah. When I, I didn't have a clue about American football. Never, Neither did I. I never even watched a game in my life. And you were like, "Do you want to do this fantasy football? We really need somebody." And you were like, "I think it was only starting like the next day." So I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And I think I didn't even set my team. Yeah, and I, I think was, I had Todd Gurley your, on yeah. my bench. As dear Todd Gurley was amazing too, and I ended up winning it. And I bought a Cam Newton jersey, even though I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, uh, and that started our journey because we ended up playing and. Yeah, uh, I remember going into practice, um, or no tryouts, and I'd never been, never watched a proper game. Yeah, I and I ended up playing on offensive line, just like Michael Orr, but not as good as Michael Orr. Who were you, left tackle? 
uh, left guard. I did, I have I've took snaps in yeah. all the offensive. Do so, you know the first time I watched the movie, I didn't even realize. I don't know what the movie's called, The Blind Side. But then whenever she breaks right. it down and they go, and that is the blind side to protect it, the quarterback. It opens with that thing about Joe Theismann getting his leg broken. Broken. So, uh, Lawrence wasn't it? She was talking about who? The she was talking about the American football player. Oh, what do you call him, Lawrence? In the in the opening credit scene, the defensive end, the, the left tackle. I don't I don't know who the tackle's name was, but I know it was the Washington. Uh, their quarterback, he went down with a broken leg at the end of his career, right there. Because they're just talking about the most paid player on the sports or in the NFL team is your quarterback, and then it's your offensive line. And the technology of everybody knows that buying a house is important, but the next most important thing is your insurance and yeah. your left tackle is your insurance. I thought that was really yeah. cool. And why is it called the blind side again? For all our 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 listeners that don't uh, that don't know, because your left tackle covers the quarterback's blind side. Yeah, so when the quarterback's <laughs> throwing the ball, most are right-handed. You get a few lefties out there, like your two Tagovailoa's or your Tim Tebow. Yeah, the chosen one, Tim Tebow. Oh my goodness. They're they're bound to do a documentary on him at some stage. But when the quarterback throws the ball, his back is towards the left side of the offensive line. So the left tackle is really important to block that. Yeah. Otherwise, broken legs happen. What's the movie? It's right at the start. Sandra Bullock explains it better than me because Sandra Bullock got an Oscar for talking about sport. Uh, we got a podcast with like five listeners a month or something like that. You know, But you're my favorite five people, guys. Um, After, you know, my family. Uh, but blindside, mate. Yeah, definitely. Good show. Good show on that. My number four, wait, uh, if, if it's okay to rattle on uh, into my next yeah, one. Yeah, go for it. You'll have heard of this. It won a Best Picture in 1976. Uh, it started, it basically, how do, you, how do you put this right? It shot Sylvester Stallone into stardom and the stratosphere. I mean, it's, it's incredible. An underdog story. Mm-hmm. It's Rocky. Which one? The first one. The first one. It's okay. Not, even though it's not my favorite Rocky, and I, I would have. Well, Rocky Four is is like a great eighties movie. Yeah. Rocky Three is it's super fun. I really like Rocky Two, but Rocky One has to, no. Rocky's not on your list, is it? There, is it? There is a Rocky. Oh, movie, is yes. it the first Rocky? No. Oh, so I can talk about the first Rocky. Uh, the first one, again, like I said, Academy Award. Even the like legend behind it is so good. Uh, finally, last bit on the Academy Award. It's not like the be-all and end-all Academy Awards. I think they get it wrong a lot of the time. But this is the last one before Star Wars, and I feel like movies changed after Star Wars. Um, yeah, your grandmate. And so anyway, Stallone, the story around Stallone, sold his dog. To like write the script, this is true, like a hundred percent true. Sold a dog. He sold his dog. To write yeah. a script. So uh, he sold the dog, and people were wanting to buy the script off him. But he's like, "No, you're only getting it if I'm in it. My story, I'm doing." And they're like, oh, "Come on, there's no chance. Why is up?" So he's living on the streets, homeless, making like kind of not even B movies, kind of like real sort of like shitty underground sort of like movies where people don't wear much clothing. So we say. <laughs> Um, but you know, anyway, so he ends up getting the movie, makes it, he gets nominated for his acting performance. The movie wins best picture. The movie, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, a rock, rocket story, uh, you know, the Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa, he's, he's a money collector. 
he's just a big heavy. Goes around, you know, with the kind of, you know, the, the sort of the mob type guys in Philadelphia. And he's just like, which roughly translated is, give me your money, dirtbag. Something like that. So he does that. And basically, it's not really going anywhere, but he goes to the gym with, isn't it Mickey? Is yeah, Mickey bird. loves ya. Who loves ya, rock? <laughs> Gonna eat lightning and corrupt thunder. I think that's from the third <laughs> one, but that's my favorite line. Burgess Meredith, the, uh, the penguin to all you Batman 66 fans out there. He's phenomenal in it. He's that sort of, you know, mentor, old. He's like a, a withered, crusty, old, wrinkly man. And then Rocky, well, Stallone is like in his late 20s in this physical specimen, but... You know, I punch your left hand, and I think doesn't he train him to be like left-handed or to be right-handed? Because Rocky's a southpaw. Yeah, yeah, that's where I you southpaw came from. So big shot, heavyweight champion Apollo Creed comes to town, played mm-hmm. by Carl Weathers. Uh, he tweeted at me one time, guys, claimed the fame. Carl Weathers. He was at them um, when the Odyssey held like a convention. Yeah, it was a comic con, no? It was like it was like a comic con. Like, we used to get MCM before they kind of you know messed about the retailers and they didn't want to do it and then no one showed up. But there's a new one at Titanic now. Um, oh, dude, we missed it. It's in September. I might look at it next year, but we'll actually get some people coming to it. But um, Carl Weathers, this is before he's in Mandalorian. It was back whenever we were working retail, I think. 2000 and something. Anyway, he tweeted at me because I was like, dude, I would love to go to meet Carl Weathers. He was signing boxing gloves. Yeah. Like, Wow. Apollo Creed, you know, best wishes Apollo Creed, Card Weathers. So, anyway, he comes to town. He comes to Philadelphia. He also came to Belfast. But in the movie, he goes to Philadelphia and he's looking for a fight. He's just like, ah, you know, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he gets the underdog. He gets Rocky because he has the name, the Italian Stallion. The Italian Stallion. Like, and he's just like, that's perfect marketing. So the movie, training montage after training montage, classic, you know, Brass band, da 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 da. Yeah. Running up the steps, like iconic imagery, sounds. What a movie. Uh, it goes to the fight and he just goes the distance. And the thing that I really liked about it, I mean, guys, if you haven't seen Rocky by now, he gets in a boxing mask, that's the gist of the movie, but he loses. I hear it quite yeah. like that. Yeah. American movies don't really do that. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and uh, I think the thing about Rocky is, like you were saying about the music, um, I think that's really what kind of shot in the fame. A lot of people absolutely loved that that that's you know, that training montage video, you know. And then when he's running up the road and there all the bike people are on the bikes chasing him and stuff like that. Um, yeah, someone throws an orange. Yeah. Uh, apparently that was just out of the blue, like that, that wasn't scripted or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like. It's it's in a bunch of adverts and all do it, and people copy it. They call them steps, the Rocky steps now, yeah. because Rocky ran up them. So wherever we go to Philadelphia, we'll have to get a few photographs at that and things. But yeah, yeah, I mean it's it is it is great. I'd never seen a Rocky movie until like I think ITV Four got the rights and they showed it, like one a night mm-hmm. back when they only had five of them. So it was like Monday night Rocky, yeah. Tuesday night Rocky Two, Wednesday Rocky Three, so on. You get the gist. And like, I loved it so much. I bought the DVD box set of all of them. And I bought boxing gloves. Yeah. And like training kit and all this nonsense. It's still hanging outside in the garage yeah. somewhere. Yeah, no, I'm, so good, like. I'm the same. I've got my, my uh, 
Morocco, all Morocco box set um, movies, uh, and then when I f- remember when I first started going to the gym, I have like a, a t-shirt. Doesn't do you, do you go to gym with? Yeah. No, do, you never talk about I it. I love the gym, but um, I, t- I have a t-shirt now. It doesn't even fit me anymore, and it's. Um, oh, Mickey. you're so small. It, 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 it had Mickey's gym on it, and oh. the logo. <laughs> oh, brilliant! And absolutely, you know, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, which actually leads me naturally. Oh, it's your next one, Rocky. Maybe to my fourth. Number four, four. On, number four on my list, which isn't Rocky One, okay, or Rocky Two, or Rocky Three, but it is actually your Christmas movie the choice. Number one Christmas movie, guys. <laughs> Rocky Four, you know, Dolph Lundgren. We talked about it before in the podcast, so we won't go into too much detail. But just well, the story. I talk about it like a Christmas movie. Yeah, you're going to talk about it like a sports movie. Yeah, I, I just think obviously with him being um, loving. Um, Apollo Creed, he, you were talking about in the first movie, he was fighting Apollo Creed, and then he, over the course of time, he becomes best friends with Apollo Creed. And then yeah, Rocky Three. Yeah. He, he trains him, doesn't he? Yeah. And then yeah, because Clubber Lang, who's Mr. T, yep. he uh, ends up, I, Mickey dies. Uh-huh. Clubber Lang's like, I'm going to get you, fool. And then uh, uh, Apollo Creed takes over as the, the mentor yeah. coach. But then obviously, Rocky Four, we, we, well, we all know what actually happens with Doug Lofflogren killing. Apollo Creed, and then if he Ro- dies. He, he dies. dies. Yeah, and then Rocky then has to train and step up and fight him, and it's just always that fear that Rocky. Obviously, they're not going to kill off Rocky, but there is there's a chance he could die as well, and that he's he's fighting all well, that. Yeah, you've he's seen, fighting yeah. over, we're getting over his best friend dying and him being in there and not thrown in the towel. Um, I just think that movie was phenomenal how he overcame Dolph Lundgren and then became a champion again. I just I just think it was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, if, if people want to hear more about it, they can listen to the last one where I go into depth about how amazing it is as a Christmas movie. But even simple things like the 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 training montage in that is the best training montage of any sports movie, I'd say. The The soundtrack is killer on it. It's like 80 synths, sort of like techno, noir type thing. And it's, it's just absolutely banging. And you've got the, uh, Rocky climbing the mountain at the same time. As Dolph Lundgren using like, you know, machines and stuff, you know, man yeah. against machine and, and nature and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, and I've talked plenty about it as a Christmas movie, um, before. But yeah, it, it is good and doesn't. Now I I don't know if you've got like a Creed movie on this or anything like that. But doesn't Rocky or like Ivan Drago? Does he show up in like? Creed yeah. 2 or something? Yeah, he shows up in Creed 2, so that's one of the things that Creed... I haven't seen it, that yet. So Creed has also fallen into that trap of just kind of doing Rocky over again, but obviously with Michael B. Jordan as the main guy. Yeah, uh, he's so, he's Apollo Creed's son, isn't he? Or, yeah, 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 so Creed, Creed is Apollo... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's his son. Um, didn't really know about his dad, but then obviously his dad Living died when he, was, when he was born. But the thing about... Um, thing about this one, um, uh, the the new Creed movie, um, it was, it was Ivan Drago's son comes and then wants to fight Apollo Creed because obviously, that's the part we don't see in Rocky Four is the 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 fallout and ap- aftermath of what happened to Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah, and how right. he was okay. he was a shame of Russia and nobody liked him. Cast out worse. Now he comes back, brings his son to try to fight up um, Creed. He tries to fight Michael B. Jordan to then get. The glory again, but yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen. I've I, what's the first Creed one? Um, Stallone's amazing in that as well. But I think, like, well, for me, the first Rocky's obviously the gold standard, they're all judged by type of thing. Like, Rocky Ford, it, it gets a bit more like arcadey, if you know what I mean. Like, it's a bit there's more fun in it, you know, 
it's a, I don't want to say it's sillier, but it's less serious. Maybe that's a way to put it. But it's still super enjoyable. I, it's right up there. Yeah, I was really shocked. I thought I was like, well, "This is just another money making scheme." Um, I th- I was worried because obviously well, I was talking about Rocky Four being a bit less serious. Like, oh, okay. I think, I think Sorry, Creed's Creed. pretty serious. Yeah, well, I want to see the first one. No, I th- I just but. I was very surprised about how I much actually enjoyed Creed. Yeah, for like a legacy sort of reboot spinoff. Yeah, it was good. Michael Michael B. Jordan was brilliant in it. But she did that in an episode, like like late legacy sequels, and see you know high high up, you're gonna put Top Gun. It's gonna be number one, isn't it? But yeah, so Rocky Four. Yeah, Rocky the other thing 4. about Rocky, right? While we're still on it, before um, you know, uh, like we'll, we'll jump a bit more. Is the way they numbered their franchise, Rocky, Rocky Two, Roman numerals, Three Roman numerals, Four. It's just what a numbering series, like amazing. So we're at on with because we're yeah. nearly at the half hour mark before <laughs> I've edited down all the nonsense. Uh, what number are we? Uh, number, three. number three. Speaking of fun banter, that's uh, just a great time to watch. Um, it's my American football movie with. Okay, here we go. Yes, I, uh, there's a lot. To, there's a lot to say, but it's it's a movie called The Replacements. <laughs> so, it's it's a simple movie about. Uh, Is that uh, Falco? The '95 Sugar Bowl winner, Shane yeah, Falco. Falco. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Yeah, played by Keanu Reeves. No, well, they he him and a bunch of like ragtag misfits get called up during uh, a strike. I think they call themselves the U.S. Football Association. It's basically not the NFL. It's like an NFL substitute. Anyway, the Washington Sentinels. They their players are all going on strike, and then Keanu Reeves, who's like cleaning boats, used to play football back in the day. He gets called out of retirement, so to speak. Under the uh, coaching tutelage of the great Gene Hackman, they go and put on a show and try to get their team into the playoffs. And it's just a bunch of misadventures. It's it's so kind of, there's nothing really incredible about it. It's not going to change your life, but it's just a good time. It's just a bit of crack. You're watching it, you're like, dude. I mean, Keanu, I love watching Keanu. Like, so anytime uh, Keanu's on screen, I'm on board, basically. So he gets called out of retirement to play the games and all like this. There's there is a conflict that their old quarterback returns, and then they're like, "Who are they going to play? Are they going to play Shane Falco? Are they going to play their other quarterback?" And then he comes back in, has an amazing speech. He's like, "Whoa, guys, we're in the final quarter." That's my Keanu, by the way. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. So you know, Pian hit was it? Pian heals, check stick scars, glory lasts forever. Oh, like still to this day, chills. I mean, oof. what a show that is. You've got a bunch of random guys in it. So you've got like um, John Favreau, the founder of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's in it as a crazy linebacker. You've got um, Orlando Jones. Is that, I th- I think that's the actor's name. I'm I'm going to stick with Orlando Jones. He's like the cocky wide, you know, wide receiver. He, co- he talks about himself in the third person and all like this. And, you know, the, the, he can't catch a ball, so they stick glue on his gloves. And then, you know, he claps coming out of the huddle and his hands are stuck together. And brilliant. Like, just super simple things. The kicker, he's like, you know, this Welsh boy. <laughs> he's just like a loud mouth. Uh, and he's in like loads of debt and he has to tank the game. And brilliant. What what a show. Great crack, so it is. 
the replacements you've seen it with, haven't you? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I think it's actually you recommended me what to yeah. watch it. I only watched that over lockdown, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Did you know this is uh, the final thing? I'll, or, well, do you have something to say? Because I can end it in this amazing no, go for tidbit. It. So they filmed it in the old Baltimore Ravens stadium before that got knocked down and they built the new one. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, by the way, they're, they're known as the Ratbirds and they stole a the franchise. Um, so check, check that out, people. But Baltimore were so impressed at Keanu Reeves' quarterback play that they give him trials to, uh, to join the squad. And like Keanu's like, oh, man, I don't need it. Because Keanu's, like, he's, well, we all know how great a guy he is, but he would take pay cuts in his movie. Uh, to get an actor in. So he took a pay cut in that to get in Gene Hackman. Apparently there's a good whack in it. But it all worked out in the end because apparently he got a percentage of the Matrix. And legend, legend says he got $250 million for it. I do not know if it's true. but Well, it's a lot of money. I mean, you can take a few pay cuts. I mean, I, you'd be turning down Baltimore Ravens, you know, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the replacements, I would highly recommend it, even if you don't like the sport of American football, just for a bit of a laugh. Easy going, you know, they've got your kind of love interest in it. You've got Keanu. What more do you want? Yeah. Nothing else more, I don't think. So, Wade, what, what's next on your list then? Yeah, so going to this movie, which I don't know if you've seen it or not, Dave. I hope you have seen it because if you've not seen this movie, then you're. Sh- you have you've then the podcast I, I, ends, man. I don't know where you've been living or what you've been doing. So <laughs> my third choice, uh, maybe I, I have been living because I've not been watching <laughs> your silly list. Well, I think a lot of fans will actually enjoy this. Maybe it's not silly. It is Coach Carter. Coach, that's that. That's the basketball movie, yeah, isn't it? It's basketball movie Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. So the the story goes that um, there's this old coach um, going to retire, and he invites Samuel Jackson down. Is that the Coach Carter? Is he going to retire? No. Uh, no. As you can tell, I have not seen the movie. <laughs> so, the coach, is, coach is going to retire after so many years, has Samuel Jackson down in the stands, he's down watching, um, and he thinks he's going to take the job right away, but he doesn't actually, because he's there to watch his son playing for the opposite team, playing the, the, the Richmond Oilers, which is the team he then eventually takes over. So the team is actually losing. They got like four wins and 11 losses um, in the, the, the year before. So he then steps in, comes in. He's a real hard ass. So as he comes in, gets them, all the players to sign a contract and he's like a proper drill sergeant but he does it in such a loving way. He's not just doing it for the sake of it. Um, a lot of players then quit. Some try to. So one one of the players, Team McCruz, he 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 leaves. So he does, and then they make him for him to come back and rejoin the team. He makes him do something stupid. I can't remember actually how many suicides and uh, push-ups it was. But suicides when you run up and down the, the basketball court. Yeah, not court. actual. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be pretty so, grim for a sports. So he has to fight to get back in, as well as all the other ones. And his story is that in Richmond, a lot of the kids are shown going in the jail or they die or they get shot because he, he's actually an ex um, basketball player for the school he actually ha- was the record holder Coach for, Carter yeah Coach Carter was an ex ex um, ex, ex, ex player for the Richmond Oilers so he then takes him on this journey where then they go on this unbelievable unbeaten run but in the contract at the start all the players had to achieve at least a 2.3 grade point average and the league's the, the build is playing school, you only need 2.0, but 2.3 is what you need to get into college. So they're winning like they're like 14 and 0 or something stupid like that. And he goes and then he goes and he gets all the all the, the gradients and all the students, apart from his son, who then leaves the fancy school to join him. He, he's the only one really passing. And he goes, 
how guys were feeling. So he, he then stages a lockout, which means there was no tra- they closed the gym. There was no training. There was no match. For Coach Carter did it. Yeah, Coach Carter did, did this. Coach it was, Carter. Yeah, and the whole um the whole time the uh, the school board were getting involved and they threatened. The, the so they they ended the lockout, which then m- meant him saying he's going to quit. So then he he then is packing up his stuff, but as he goes into the gym, all the students, all the players, are sitting studying, and they're like, "We're not going to play." They can't force us to play, but then they finally get everybody up to two point three, three point average, and so then he goes, "We we'll start again," but th- it doesn't end. So they go on somebody, and they g- they make it to the these the playoffs, but. They lose in the playoffs by a last minute um hoop basket. And yeah, so it doesn't it's not a fair tale ending, but it is a really powerful movie. And I recommend you go see it, Dave. You should really yeah. should have seen it because a long time ago well, I think you feel as a person not I, seeing well, this. I don't, I'm I don't very think I have. I have very strong feelings about this. I, it sounds a lot like finding the way back the Ben Affleck movie, which is Ben Affleck's a coach that coaches a basketball team. But it's more about Ben Affleck than the than the student story. Uh no, I, I haven't seen it. Um I'm very much aware that the people that have watched it, like yourself, think it's incredible. So yeah, maybe yeah, there's maybe a, there's I should a, do myself a favor. There's a there's a famous scene in it where the wee lad who then tries to quit and he fights him and all that sort of jazz, his uncle actually gets shot. But they um Samuel Jackson's always asking him, What is your deepest Samuel fear? Samuel Jackson's Coach Carter. Yeah. Coach Carter. Co- yeah. Yes, Coach Carter keeps asking him, What is your deepest fear? Some what is your deepest fear? And he goes, My deepest fear is that we are not inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And then it goes on a bit more than that. But it's there's that moment in that scene, everybody's like, Ah and it's that's an old quote so it is. I can't, I can't remember what who the actual quote is from, but it's such a powerful moment in the whole movie that people are just like, Wow, that's one the standout probably moment. Because I believe every movie has that one moment where you're like you probably use that in like some form of yeah, session with the youth or something as, like as, that. As yeah. a youth worker, it is very motivational. Like I Clearly. said, I go by the emotions when it comes to sports. I love sports, but when it comes to movies, I do love that it has to be emotional. Yeah, and they're they're both good. And uh, yeah, there's not much else. Well, I I can't say it. Uh, I haven't seen that movie, but we're about to hit uh, my number two movie here. So we're on to my number two then. Yeah. Yeah. My number two is a stone cold classic. As far as sports movies goes, it um it could easily be number one on any man's list. It is the uh the story of Jamaican bobslayers in a movie <laughs> called Cool Runnings. Yep. Uh, is this on your list, Wade? No. Oh my! Wait, I. I, I know. <laughs> There's it, no way. It it was in serious contention. It's Again, like phenomenal. It's, it it is a very good oh one. My yes. Goodness, it's not very good. It is um, it's almost inc- perfect. Like if I so draw a line on the top of your head, it looks like a butt. Yul Brenner. <laughs> like some people what say. What a line! What a line! They know they can't believe Jamaica. They have a bobsleigh team. Also based on a true story. Although I do remember when I was living in Finland, um, one of the guys staying there, a Canadian lad, he was from Calgary and he showed us all the inaccuracies of the movie. Kind of ruined it that night. But then I was like, do you know what? I'm still going to enjoy this movie. About Jamaican sprinter who stumbles in the qualifying for the Olympics. And he's like, I need to get to the Olympics somehow. How does he do that? He gets three other ragtag group of people one was a sprinter 
Two of them were sprinters as well, yeah. Three sprinters, and then Sanka Kofi, Jamaican Puskat champion. Uh, Sanka, is he dead? Yeah, man. He's largely dead. He has his lucky egg in it. They have an incredible suit. John Candy being just so good in it. John Candy in that era. What a boy that was. He was just pumping out gold. And, and Cool Runnings is definitely one of it. One of the things that is not screen accurate, but obviously works for the movie, is that when the Jamaicans all show up, they're in like this sort of metal scrapper of a, a bobsled. And everyone's like, you know, the East Germans, oh, Jamaica, is that the best you can do? And then they're like, stop bullying us and all this. Which brings into the great scene where they're at the mirror. Mirror, mirror, um, depending on where you're from. And it's like, tell me, Junior Pavel, what do you see? And of course, he, he sees pride. He sees power. You're a bad mother. Don't take no crap out of no one. Once again, <laughs> I see, it's so good. It's very kind of 80s as well, because it's the 1988 Calgary Olympics and things like that. And it's, you know, it's so many quotable lines in it that I still find myself quoting that if it's cold outside, I'll be saying, you know, it's like, Sanka, what you smoking? It's like, I'm not smoking, man. I'm breathing. Or I'm freezing my Rastafarian nine eyes off, which yeah. is a good one. The the Trina Montaz and that's great, where they're going downhill and basically like cutting half barrels and they're wearing like, you know, skateboarding helmets and arm pads and uh then of course Sanka goes into the um what was it, the, the ice cream van as like, you know, conditioning for the cold weather because Jamaica, in case you didn't know, quite warm. So Phenomenal movie it has, of course, you know, the, the incredible ending where the bobsleigh doesn't finish. There's an accident, they have a, they have a crash, and of course, you know, like the race, yeah, dead man. So, call back right there. And he goes, No, but I have to finish the race. Gets up, they all carry it across the line, applause everywhere, tears in the audience. Fantastic movie. I mean, it. It's often watched at Christmas, I find, because I think it's largely because of the snow. But uh, as far as Olympic movies, especially Olympic, like winter Olympic movies, uh, it's even better. Uh, does it get any better? I don't think it does. So, uh, cool runnings, guys. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Come on up, it's bobsleigh time. It's like, to the messenger, and all like this. Man, it's so quotable. It's just a glorious movie. Feel good as well. You can watch it with everyone. Uh, overcoming adversity. You know, uh, simple things like great life lessons you can tell your kids. You know, people are always afraid of what's different and things like that. A glorious, glorious movie. Fun time to be had by all. Um, you've definitely seen it though, Wade, because so, you're a normal human being. Yep, no, loved it. Very, very good. Again, uh, just with, with the time of the podcast, I think. Uh, I'll not add anything to it, but I think you covered all, all I mean, angles what more of is there it, to say? why it's very, very good. Um, is there anything else to add? The casting of it was just nailed on perfect. Each uh, person of the I don't set team, amazing. Have the they been in other John stuff Candy. other than John Candy? I don't know. No, no, I don't think so. They don't need to have been in because they're uh, they're in Cool Runnings. And they're, uh, they're like, oh, that's Doris from Cool Runnings or Yul Brenna from yeah. Cool Runnings. Uh, that scene where they're showing, you know, they're trying to recruit everyone. It's like a bobsleigh is a simple thing. So is a toilet. What a line. Incredible, mate. Number two, uh, Cool Runnings. Get that in the books. Add that to the spreadsheet, fans. Yeah. 
Perfect. Um, which leads me on to number two in my list, which is another American football movie, but my last one, I only had two on my list. I tried not to put can I guess too this? many in. I mean, I think you can guess it already. Draft Day. No, it's what? not. But Draft Day is actually incredible. Draft Day is a good one. It's yeah. such a good movie. The honorary um, set pack. So, but my number two is Remember the Titans. So I think before during during the week I was teasing you, I was sending you photos, yeah. and you were like, "Yeah, I got photos it. of got, Remember the Titans." Got got it, got it in one. So um, yeah, just so this movie based on 1981. Um, so schools trying to amalgamate, bringing together. No, it's black. not based on 1981. 81. 1981. No, I mean, there's... In 1981, a group of former college football it? coaches and players attend their funeral nearly 10 years earlier in the summer of 1971. So it's 1971 is the gist of the story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like civil rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sam, uh, Samuel Jackson, the other one. Uh, uh, Denzel Washington. <laughs> the other I've, one. No. <laughs> the, the, that out. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So remember the Titans. Yeah, so remember, <laughs> no, remember the Titans. Um Based in 1971, um, newly integrated T.C. Williams. Wait, before, before you go any further, I, I want to like save the Samuel L. Jackson call. It's because I'm still thinking about Coach Carter, because you sold it so well. Yes, yeah, so Den- Den- Denzel Washington, <laughs> oh, no, remember, the actor. Hang on. The, remember whenever I got Eddie Ezzard and Eddie Murphy mixed so, up? Den- <laughs> Denzel, David, David, put yourself together. Right, we're so, Right, we're talking about D- civil Denzel rights. Denzel Washington, you know, the man who made Denzel. Black Panther, the man who gave Chadwick Boseman. He didn't make. He, did he make yeah, Black there Panther? There would be no Chadwick, Baz, Bo, Ch- Chadwick Boseman without Denzel Washington. Star of Draft Day, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman got his education <laughs> paid for by Denzel Washington. Oh yes, I've what heard that story. Denzel Washington, unbelievable. So Good many guy, movies, Denzel. but this is one. I'll probably this is like my favorite Denzel Washington movie out there. I'm going to say that right now, um, but it's all Ooh. about bringing black people and white people together. Um, there's a lot of adversity. There's a lot of challenging racist views, um, and there's an amazing scene where he drags them on a camp to ah, what is the place they go to? It's like an old sort of, it's like an old sort of, like hall. Uh, what is it? Oh yes. I it's not like no, Antietam no, no. or something I f- I f- like that. Yeah. No, no, Ivy doesn't I f- know I forget the name of the place, so. but they, they go there, and the, they're beating each other up. They're fighting each other. There's still a lot of um, racist views towards us, a lot of hostility towards each other. So he then gets them to go on like a, a run in the middle of the night, and he's running all the way, I think, and they get to this battlefield, and he just talks about how... And black people and white people back then were killing each other, so they're still killing each other today. And if they don't heal in that moment, then they achieve nothing. So anyway, it goes into this situation where it all they they go through. But that's even quite interesting that Denzel Washington saying that having and this is how much I know about Denzel and how I know he isn't Samuel Jackson is because he won an Academy Award uh, for Glory, which is a Civil War movie about the the black uh, regiment and the Union Army and things like that. So. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. It's definitely not. So, but but the, uh, I think there's good. a lot of aspects in it where people had to overcome their prejudices. Uh, Jerry Bertier, who was an all-American quarter, uh, no, sorry, linebacker in it. No, yes, Is he the no, Ryan Gosling, Gosling one? was the quarter. Ryan Gosling is in this Ryan movie. Ryan Gosling people, is in so this, but watching. also the guy from Scrubs is in it. What do you call him? Uh, yeah, uh, Donald Faison. Uh, yes, that's the actor's uh, name. I, I don't know their character's name. JD, JD, JT. No, JD is the main guy. And no, Scrubs JD. Is the other guy. Turk. It's Turk. Turk. Yes. He's Turk so there's, some, there's some amazing yeah. actors in this movie. 
the best Ryan yeah, is but Ryan he, Gosling, he, he, he plays a really bad now. role in this movie he's like the quarterback he gets dropped yeah, he's, he's a cornerback some, yeah. some hippie guy and they come sunshine 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 and that's, sunshine. that's Turk going, sunshine and like it's so good when you're big man Ethan stealing it from mine Supreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From my, way, my, my name's Earl. Unbelievable. He's a weapon. Have you seen the size? Like, he is Man. a machine. He's oh, a tank. Ethan Supreme. Unbelievable. I remember his back was so short because he had to carry your mom <laughs> out of the locker room and everyone was like, yeah. Ain't yeah, no mountain high yeah. enough. That's yeah. not, isn't it? Maybe he's the only one wanting to integrate with other people. You know, so, um, yeah, yeah, remember the Titans then and go on and win a championship with TC Williams. It was unbelievable. All the way through it, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of segregation. It, but it actually has quite a, a bit of a sad ending. So in 1981, there's what what I was um, talking about, is whenever they all gather again for a funeral, 10 years after when the movie is based. Hayden Panettiere yes. is the little girl, as when Hayden Panettiere yeah. was a little girl. She's in it. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. They're, they're meeting at the funeral yeah, of one of them. Right here, right here. He's the, he is the all-American linebacker. So he actually is the one that gets in a car crash, and lo- like, can't you see Nurse related? related? Oh, yeah. What a scene! Oh, I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, this yeah. is incredible. And they, they, they then go on and win, which is incredible. But other than that, um, yeah, there's so much more you can say about Remember the Titans. But it's not just about American football. There's so much more in behind it. And I think that's what all my movies have really come down to. It's not just... Yeah. Is it actually good at sports? Like sometimes you're watching like boxing movies and you're like, the boxing's terrible. But it's not actually about the boxing whatsoever. So that's why I Remember Titans is still number is number two for me. If not number one. Yeah. Number one for me is a blinder. And when well, I, when it. you first said, let's do sports, I was like, okay, this is my number one. Every all the other ones, I I just I, I can't wait to, hear to pick. But number one is good. I feel like she just skipped mine. Right, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, I remember Titans. It is good. They did. A, I remember they did a trick in it where they uh, they got like when a massive play happened on the field, like in the sport, they'd play like you know big banging, you know, like rock music or something like that to get everyone. Like yes, this is a big moment. So even if you don't like football. There's a good message in it and things like that, isn't that right, son? So, shall, shall we do my number one? Because I'm quite excited to hear to hear your number one, which which will be good. So, my number one, wait, I'm keeping with the Olympic oh, uh, theme here. Please tell me, no, wait, it's an, not not Olympic. I'm thinking of Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle, <laughs> but that's, no, that's what they're uh, Olympics. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, well, it's the same Olympics as the um, what, what was that last one I did? The oh, wait, I, I'll just look it up in my little book. Uh, cool Runnings. That's how bad my memory is. I clearly play American football. CTE, guys, it's no joke. So, yes, another Best Picture. This is my, I think, is it? So, after Rocky. Rocky won Best Picture. And then this is 1982 Best Picture. So 1982? Uh, I think I've wow. picked, I picked two Best Pictures back to back. Yes, I hope you've seen this movie. Wait, if you haven't, you really should. You will thoroughly enjoy it. It's called Chariots of Fire. It's about the nineteen twelve, I think twelve Olympics, and it's about two separate runners, a Scottish man and an Englishman, and they're they're obviously running for Great Britain in it, and uh, it it is a true story. So uh, the Englishman doing it, his, his name's Abrams. Uh, I can't quite remember his first name right now. It's it's just lost uh, on my head at the minute. But he's kind of taking the professional game of running to a new level 
So he's got a wee coach, which is uh, played by um, everyone's favourite Belbo, Ian Holm. And so uh, Harold Abrams, yes, got it in the end. It just came to me there now. So he, he starts training up and things like that. And he, he starts doing, you know, a bit extra and stuff like that. Whereas in Scotland, you've got Eric Liddell. And, and he's this uh, you know, very religious man, a Christian man. He, he does things like he doesn't run on Sundays and stuff like that. But he's just got like the gift of running in it. And there's some amazing lines in it and things like that. Where he's talking to his sister about going on a mission to China. And she's saying, oh, but what are you even doing this for? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, look, when I run, I feel his presence. And you're just like, what an amazing like, story there that he has. His story in general across the board is phenomenal. But it's the 1924 Olympics, as I fact-checked myself, sorry. So they're participating together. It's about them training and about that kind of competition the two of them have. They kind of don't really get on. But then, you know, they, they both respect each other enough to sort of, you know, allow each other to get on and things. And it gets to a critical point in the movie where uh, Eric Liddell's race is on. And he's, uh, he, he's found out he's running on a Sunday. And that's just not happening with him. And at that time, Great uh, uh, Britain were trying to show how powerful they were as a nation and things. And, and the king weighs up. So he comes sauntering in. And he's like, look, I need you to do this running here. It's like, you have to run on a Sunday. And he goes, like, it's not happening, guys. It's just not happening. But you're like, dude, it's the king. You have to say yes to him. But in the end, he doesn't run. So one of the other competitors, he gives up his space in... Uh, I think it's the 200 meters, um, because he's already got like a silver medal in the, in the hurdles. But more than just the story of the movie, you've got that like super duper famous Vangelis score. Got the slow motion shots of them running down the beach. You've got like iconic moment after iconic moment within it. Uh, a, a true yeah, classic, some might say. Do you know what? I don't know if I've ever seen it. I think I'll have to add it to the list. You've not the seen 1982. it? 1982. Like, it's yeah, I mean, like a lot of good movies That's came out. Year, uh, year in year that. Year one, wasn't it? The year I was born in 1982. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Although, what uh, a thing. Well, it won the, won the Academy Award in 1980. This is the thing about Academy Awards is the 1982 Best Picture. Does that mean it was the Best Picture of 82? Or. It was 81 and won it in 80. Man, I can't, can't quite remember, you know. But again, another, like, the the ones on my list that are true stories. I mean, we've got three out of five that are based on true stories. And it's it's just great. Like, they're good stories. They're largely inspirational. Some of them are coming from nothing. Some of them are overcoming adversity. This one here is, like, uh, you've got, uh, you've obviously got Eric Little, Scottish, who's you know, overcoming the sort of challenges that the state want him to run, but religiously he's saying, no, I don't want that. And then on the other side in the same movie, you've got uh, Harold Abrams, he, he's Jewish man, and so he's got that sort of prejudice that uh, came along as back then uh, uh, with it. He's got a load of like little kind of minor roles. You'll see a few famous faces show up here and there, but... All around classic, Wade. You have to watch it. It okay, is. I love the It's it's one of those movies that, you know, those movies that are just great. Like you know, they don't. I'm not saying this isn't a fun movie, but Rocky Four is a fun movie. You know, it's a load of crack and stuff like that. Their replacements is, but this has got like a real sort of 
strong core to it. You know, more drama and things like that. Classic, classic movie. My number one, Charts of Fire. No problem. I'll add the list. Obviously, I can't say too much about it because I haven't seen it. Um, But then I will then move on to my number one movie, which wrestled with Remember the Titans. But my number one... Oh, is it a wrestling movie? Was that (laughs) that a a hint we heard there? My movie is... Well, can you guess? Do you have any idea? Well, I, I'm surprised that Cool Runnings wasn't on it. Uh, I mean, oh, we've throw, it's not going to be Space Jam. I know that's a joke answer. Uh, I'll see if it is number one, but I might like, hit you with a microphone. I think I would or brand if, new I, if I put Space Jam as number one. I mean, like, it's enjoyable. It's not good. Let's put it that way. But we're of that generation where we, we watched it and had a good time. But struggling here. Okay, it, would it be? I don't think you've seen the wrestler that Mickey Rourke movie. It's very strong. Okay, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to think of any. Maybe it's an ice. Oh, wait. No, is, it's is not it Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> oh, we talked about Happy Gilmore before. Comedy, both. But it's not. It's well, not Happy Gilmore. It Gilmore. can be both, can't it? Was on my list. Hmm. Happy Gilmore's good, yeah. It might be on the comedy. We are doing comedy in the future, people, so stay tuned for that one. But you've got us on Ed's. We had them literally... Like, there's no point in me sitting on the whole seat because so I'm only using my the Ed's. number one movie of all time for sports... For sports... Of all time for sports. <laughs> okay, nice caveat there. Is about two brothers. An alcoholic father who trains them. Oh, yeah. The mum and dad separates, and then the brothers. One goes with the mum, one goes off with the dad. No, is it the fighter? No, okay. Fighter Christian Bale, which is also was on my other list. See, because this is that like their movies that I haven't seen, but I knew if you had watched yeah, them, no you'd love it. From, I don't know this, this movie. This is with. a UFC. Well, movie. maybe I did. It is called Warrior. No. With Tom Hardy oh, and right. Joel Edgerton, and it is so powerful because. Yes, the, the UFC stuff and the story and the fighting is all incredible and it's all shows, it's all singing, it's all dancing but it's the background stuff you know, one is a, is a ex-marine who then goes off uh, AWOL, so he does, he goes missing but then he comes home and he needs to make money because he wants to raise money for his fallen com- his fallen comrade who's his best friend, so he then enters this competition, so it's UFC been a big fight, so Tom Hardy then enters that, um, his brother is also entering at the same time, even though haven't, they haven't seen each other in absolute years. So then they then link up. So Tom already goes back to the dad, who's a drunken alcoholic, but he's also now reformed. He's going to church. He's going. He's getting over his alcoholism, and um, he's been good. But the mum obviously passed away a couple of years before that. But then he then agrees to train Tom Hardy. Um, so Tom Hardy then is fighting in the, the, the event, and he's very, very good. Then his older brother is fighting as well because they need they the the family's really struggling for money, going lose the house, needs money for the medication for his his, his children, and um, so then it all they they're all fighting different people, get get getting all the way through. Yes, Ivy, that is true. You love Warrior too, blah, don't blah, you? Blah, blah, Ivy, you're right. Wait, is it not like rated fifteen? <laughs> Rated 15 months. But, yeah, no, it's powerful. So it ends in them two fighting at the end. Um, and they overcome, in the ring, really, they overcome their differences because they, 
they obviously the hated each other as well. Um, through whatever happened, because one chose to go with one family, which than the other. So overall, unbelievable. Love that movie. Watched it so many times. I probably I remember one day I actually watched it during lockdown and started and watched it again. Evie has a lot to say about this. Yeah. Uh, Bad so movie, I thought she yeah, said. Yeah, that's what that? Ivy's got to say no. about the Warrior. So, <laughs> yeah, brilliant movie. Warrior, yeah. I know uh, very little about it other than, well, I, I don't know much about it at all. I do know about Tom Hardy and how he, I think it was, well, it'll be last year at the time of listening, but at the time of recording, it was, I think it was the summer or shortly after he uh, went in to some form of. Um, like judo, like taekwondo, sort of martial arts, like karate championship. He cleaned up. Yeah, he just won everything. He's, he's, he does not surprise me. Any, he's a machine. Any role like, he's done, I've absolutely loved. Especially uh, Venom and We Do Superheroes. I loved. I, I don't know my voice changed it, but I flipping love Tom Hardy. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Joel Edgerton is also very good as well. Um, but it also ends the whole movie ends in Joel Edgerton winning the competition. But then he also shares the money of his brother and all that. So it's beautiful. And then the, the relationship oh, they both I'm built up with their father again after that collision was really really powerful. And again, it's not a movie. Emotions. It's all. It's it's all in the feels for me. Yeah, but it's not a true story. Wow. Of course. It's not a true. Well, it doesn't have to be true. I mean, the emotions they bring out of you movies are true, uh, and you can clearly hear Ivy has a lot to say about your choice of movies. She was strangely quiet for my uh, picks for some reason, and uh, I'm sure when we do the head-to-head, the people at home will vote on on what's good and, and what's not. So I'm gonna have a quick rattle through uh, my top five just to finish off because this one is running long, guys. Um, so. You know, skip to the end, you can just listen to this bit. Or if you're Shara, you don't listen at all. So, uh, at five, I had Moneyball, the baseball movie. I had, at four, Rocky, the classic Sylvester Stallone punching people movie. At three, The Replacements, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, two was Cool Runnings, and at one was Chariots of Fire. One, uh, my five were um, The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Rocky four. Coach Carter with Samuel Jackson, not Denzel Washington. No, Is that Denzel Washington. Um, oh, sorry. Remember yeah. the Titans with Denzel Thank Washington, you. and then finally with Warrior based on the UFC. <sighs> That's why that got you yeah. put them back yeah. to back. So yeah, Warrior, so I, I think I think sports, maybe. our our listeners maybe from different generations might prefer my movies compared to your movies. I would say mine are probably a bit more modern, yours a bit more historical. So it's gonna be good uh, I think we've got a good range of movies in that list compared compared to both. But because yeah. I, well, I I'm pretty well, confident that people are gonna be choosing my yeah. one this time. Yeah. I really? do you want know the idea I, I got so, for the horror it? episode. I had to make sure I came all <laughs> guns blazing and I am pretty confident in my list like this said, time. I was like make sure you know what you're saying about this movie. You know sport again sport yeah, to always do the research, but I do love the movies rather than just going by motions, like I've already said. But I think we've got good range of stuff there. Yeah, I think it's it's always good. Like why we well, I say why we done this, but one of the reasons to do this is talk about stuff. You know, I, I mean, I, I know further down the line because I've I've done the list for the rest of the year that I have uh, picked one. I think in our next episode, I have picked a movie at number five that. I'm, uh, oh, someone's calling for mom again and not dad. This is an interesting <laughs> one. No one's picking you tonight, with. I don't know if that even got picked up on, on the microphone. But 
What is it? Yeah, so I'm picking movies that I want to talk about uh, as well as movies that I think are just great and, and incredible. But uh, uh, do you no, have anything else um, to add with? Cheesy yeah, send-off, and then that's we, us. Do, that do you have yeah. a line this time? Do I have a line? I'm trying to think of a, a sport movie. A line oh. from a sport movie. Something from like... Oh, do you have got, have you got one? You did. It better be cheesy. You did, oh, man. You did, man. No, man. No, but I got to finish <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> right, that'll do. Right, guys. Um, first of the month next time. While uh, we had uh, has strong words with his, his baby daughter. <laughs> right. Bye.